Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo. We have a very, 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 very special guest. Whoa, that was a lot of varies. That's because she's been our friend for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> she's a very big star of the Vanderpump Rules. I'm throwing in all the V's I can come up with right now. <laughs> um, I'm excited because I think she has some juicy scoop for us. She has too. way juicy scoop. Mm-hmm. She is also the host of her own podcast, Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Which we've been on. Which we have been on actually a couple times, mm-hmm. right? I'm so excited to talk to her about like so many things, like what's going on in the show and about all the guys that she like hangs out with and about the new guy in her life. Like okay, we're going to get a lot of scoop. You guys are like legit girlfriends and mm-hmm. stuff. So you have to let me contribute a little bit because the two of you will go off like on a whole thing. <laughs> I know we've totally well, just, will. Just remember I'm here. Okay. All right. Everybody, please welcome our dear friend, Sheena Shea. <laughs> Well, first off, I want to thank you for coming in and joining us yes. on Not Too Taboo. Oh, yeah. Thanks right? for having me. We're so excited to have you. Um, we've known you for a very long time. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about all the way back in the day where we went to an event together. Wait a minute. I think- The USC you, thing? Mm-hmm. You waited mm-hmm. on us. Oh, what? I think it's Sir, or no, Villa Blanca. It's right, Villa Blanca. Right? Probably yeah. Villa Blanca. Yeah. Even before the show launched. So and was this before we met at USC? I think so. It was. Yeah. It was because I remember we had a conversation about it. And then when we went to the USC event, you guys did your makeup at Sheena's house, right? Remember we no, were- No, that we, was before a different event. Yeah. I remember that. We've yeah. known you a long time. Yeah. yeah. I because I like, think the USC thing, it was like we had briefly met before, but we didn't exchange numbers or anything right. until yeah. that day. Yes. I think you're yeah. right. That, I think the very first right. time that we actually like- met each other and we're like, hi, I'm Sheena, hi, I'm Greg. And then like really made the connection yeah. was at the USC thing. And we yes. hit it off right away, Oh, right? totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, like immediately we hit it off. She was beautiful. She was fun. She was spunky. We were talking Botox and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Which I need so I bad like, right I now. Like it's been like I think mine just two in. years since, I did, since I've been <laughs> yeah, right? so jealous. Because after having a baby, you don't like, right. uh, before you have the baby and after you have the baby, you're not thinking about any of that stuff. Like, well, you're, you're not just, supposed to get it when you're pregnant anyways, no, right? Yeah. No, So I oh, haven't had it in so a long for time. Nine months my face is going to move at one point in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beware. It's oh, not good. <laughs> it hasn't moved in a decade. <laughs> yeah. And why should it? Right? Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's true. So for all of you out there that don't know, so Sheena and us have uh, been really good friends for a very long time. And um, she just really is one of the coolest, like, funnest chicks out there. Thanks. And, and I, Sheena's Sheena, I have to say. Because, yeah. I mean, again, having having known you, I think, prior to the show and then now the incredible success you've gotten from the show, Sheena has always remained Sheena. Right. Her point of view, her personality, who she is as a person has never changed. And I totally respect that, obviously, because I think we all come across a lot of people in this business. Yeah. Things happen. People gain celebrity. They lose celebrity. They get shows. They lose shows. It, it's just part of the business. Right. But it's interesting when you find those true, authentic people who remain themselves regardless of how this industry has affected them. So right, yeah. I appreciate That's why I love you so much. She has always been Sheena. So. <laughs> but, you know, and it's so true, um, him saying that, and I think that leads kind of to our next question with you, is, you know, we were part of the, the show. He was on for eight years. I was on for half a decade. And I find what's interesting, and part of the reason that we really wanted to do this podcast, is we really wanted people to see this other side of us and and really get to know us outside the show. Right. Because people believe or think that you are only what you see on the show. It's insane to me. That's right. why I love having my podcast. Right. And I'm starting something new that I, it's too early to talk about, okay. but it's just going to be a more 
behind the scenes of my actual life. Yeah. Because it's like all you see on the show, at least for the last three years, three seasons, and like currently in the last two is there's a boy and I work at Sir. Yeah. There's a different boy, but I still work at Sir. And right. now there's another boy, but I still work at Sir. And I'm right. like, there's so much more to my life. Yes. Right. But it's yeah. like Vegas never happened. I don't have a podcast. Like right. all of these things like don't exist in my life because they're not on Vanderpump Rules. Right. But if you do listen to my podcast or you saw my show in Vegas or you follow me on social media, you get to see all of those aspects of my life. It's just unfortunate that you don't see any of that yeah. on the show. Well, yeah. it's interesting too because I've shared this statistic so many times. We, You know, my my neighbor created Housewives. Yeah. So it was his okay. it was his brainchild and you know I was with him when he sold it to the network. So I know Vicky says like it's her show and she's the OG, but I hate to break it to her. She wasn't even cast when this show was created. Interesting. Um but what's fascinating about it and, and being so close to production from the very beginning is they tell you this is an ensemble cast. And because it's an ensemble cast, each girl on that show gets an average of eight minutes a week. So people come to know you based upon those yeah. salacious eight minutes. That's so, that's how the yeah. perception is formed. I is usually based upon say that three minutes, but yeah, eight's more yeah. realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you about- see three minutes a week of my life. Right. It's like sometimes because it's like now we have literally nineteen cast members this season. Nineteen. <gasps> Are nineteen. You interviews. Nineteen. Wait, why wow. did that change? Why? Why? Because they added so many new people, and everyone's doing interviews, and now people are automatically primaries on the show, getting their individual storylines filmed. So it's like nineteen people on the show. I oddly have been in a lot the last or the first three episodes. So I'm like kind of shocked because the last two years I didn't feel like I was that much in the beginning. So it's like you oddly are seeing so much of me so early, but it's just it's her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but like, so do you not like, so do you guys actually still work at Sir? What do you think, Gretchen? <laughs> I know the answer. No, like I know the answer, but I'm I want our listeners to like so, understand this. Okay, so like Jack Sandoval and Ariana most of the year kind of guest bartend. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic to have people who have been on a television right. show for eight years really working an eight-hour shift at a restaurant. Right. It's also, and we've said this for like the last four years, the first four seasons, we pretty much all were really working full-time. Right. After that, people are starting at the restaurant, you know, it's like- you can't whether get your it's job a, done. Yeah, but it's like, whether it's like a jealousy thing that they're not on the show or whatever, it's like, we pull tips at Sir. And so I had presented it to everyone. I'm like, what if we do more of like a modified shift? Because we're not making money outside of the restaurant, but everyone working in the restaurant isn't. So how unfair is it that we're here half-ass working? Can I say that? Sorry. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) We're like half-ass working and it's like I'm busy taking photos and having conversations while other people are watching my tables and then I'm making the same amount of money. Right. It's not fair. See, but that's what's so good about you. Who would do that, Sheena? (laughs) But listen to her. Like, this is what I'm saying. This is cho- goes to show your heart. Yeah. Like, you're thinking about that. Most people be like, well, screw them. I have the show. This is about me, whatever. Yeah, and the fact that just, you're even thinking about that. I, yeah, I felt like it was unfair. And so many people were like, oh, you guys think you're too good to still work here? I'm like, if you want me to take your money, I gladly will. Yeah. I have no problem waiting tables. <laughs> yeah. I still would. Yeah. But because of that main aspect, I felt it was unfair. So yeah. if we do go in and work a shift, we get a portion of tips for the hours we work. That's great. But we found... It better to just do kind of more guest appearances when we're not 
in main production. Right. And that's usually me on the bar, less in front right. or behind it. Right. <laughs> and the other thing, though, too, is that what people don't realize is that once you're on a show, like you don't you can't just go get like a regular job anymore. It's no. not like you can go work behind the Mac counter because yeah. people are going to come to the Mac counter not to buy Mac cosmetics right. or whatever they're going to. They're going to be there to take a picture with you. Exactly. And and it, <laughs> and it takes away from your actual work because mm-hmm. you're now known as this public figure, the celebrity, however you want to phrase it. And you're not actually able to do the job you're meant to be doing. In that no. I'm sitting over here laughing by myself because, <laughs> you know, you can't go work at the Mac counter. I'm like, she knows nothing about computers. <laughs> Why, why, why would she go work for Mac? <laughs> Sorry, Counter. having my own party. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. not computers, baby. Yeah. Not computers. But it's just like it's also it's impossible to get the job done working at Cerno. I mean, we have people from all over the, the world, world yeah. coming every single night, and they want to come. They don't care if I'm waiting on their table or if I'm just standing there having a conversation with them at the bar. Right. I still am at Sir almost weekly. I'm, I mean, every other week I would say is more likely with like, um, more realistic with my traveling, but I still try and go as much as possible. I was just there last week. I sold the rest of my fitness line. We literally sold out of all of my cropped hoodies, donated That's all the money to the wildfires to the in wildfires. Australia. I saw that. That's awesome. But it's like, I had a hundred people or more who got to come that night, meet me, donate money. And it's like, they didn't care if I was taking their order or selling them a hoodie. They yeah. just want to meet us. Right. So yeah. as long as, and we are still all there, but it's like, it's not realistic for us to take an eight table section and work for eight hours. Like the day well, I got a, a negative Yelp review, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. This is not okay because they're like, oh, our server was too busy, like checking her makeup and taking photos and right. talking and didn't check on our appetizers. And I'm like, because I'm doing 17 jobs here right. at once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. no way to really provide service right. as a server if you're busy servicing all the guests with photos and autographs and conversations. Yeah. There's just not, much, not that much time. So. And I think that's why they did bring in a lot of new people because, I mean, these are people who already worked at Sir or were recently hired at Sir and, like, had a connection with us and whatnot. So it's, like, it's still all real and they do really work there because they haven't been doing this yeah. for eight years. Yeah. Right. So. Let's segue into what's happening right now in the news with yeah. some shakeup uh, at Bravo, right? Yeah. So recently the um, the firing or letting go of or whatever, however you want to call it, leaving, I don't know, you know, however they want to classify it, um, of OC with, with, the, right. with the OGs, with yeah. Tamara and um, Vicky. So what's your thoughts about that? I mean, you know, it's like that show, I honestly, I stopped watching it when you weren't on it anymore because uh-huh. I think certain mm. shows, like same with like Beverly Hills Housewives, Lisa's not on it anymore. It's like, it's still a good show. It's still going to be entertaining, right. but I feel like certain people outgrow it. It's mm-hmm. not like they deserve to be fired or they're not entertaining anymore, but it's like, right. Vicky's been doing this for 14 years. Right. I mean, if she doesn't want to do the show anymore, and same with Tamara. It's like, you know, I feel like they've kind of outgrown it. Same with Lisa. It's like, she put in as much time as she could and then it was like, time to move on. And right. I feel like it's that way with every show. I mean, with ours, we do still have, you know, eight years of our original cast, but who's to say if there's a nine and a 10 that everyone will still be on it full time. Like, right. I think when... Especially with 19 cast members. Yeah. Holy hell. and a lot of cast members. It is. It's a lot. (laughs) And when other opportunities present themselves, you know, sometimes it is time to move on. I'm hoping this was a personal decision and it wasn't a firing thing. Well, the truth is, is Andy went out on his, um, on his podcast, on his, uh, serious radio, Andy, I think it's called. Yeah. I don't know. And he confirmed that they only offered Tamara three episodes to close out her story. 
Yeah. So she regardless, she, even though she spun something different okay, in People magazine. See, like devil's advocate, like I mean, we don't know. I mean, you probably do, but like I don't know the ins and outs of working with Tamara and filming with her. What if she was unprofessional and showing up late and like all of these things and like treating people like shit that it's like maybe then they're like, well, you don't deserve any more than this. Like, I don't know. So it's like, but if she is putting in all the work and being an amazing cast member and showing up on time and they do that, that's such a slap in the face. Well, and I think that's what's interesting because she went on a live with Andy and um, and on his Instagram his live or whatever. Live or Instagram no, live, it was yeah. Instagram live. Yeah. And she was saying that she'd literally been crying for three days and wasn't eating, wasn't sleeping. And like production had like made it sound like to her that she was coming back mm -hmm. and that she was going full force. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, she gets the news that like, just kidding, we're not even giving you like a full role, you know, friend of the not house friend role, role, but we're going to give you three episodes and we're going to, that's like how you get to close out your story. And I guess that's when she's like, yeah, peace. Thanks. But no, like she's wow. not going to do it. So, you know, they revoked Brutal. her orange from her and then, you know, not making her a main housewife anymore. And then did that. And like, I mean, that's hard when you have like dedicated that much time of your life and your energy and like given everything to the show. And then they're like, uh -huh. yeah, thanks. Like, that was nice, but thanks. And like the fact, you know, and I know this from personal experience. I mean, you, you give all of yourself and you have to share everything. Like you can't hide from the cameras. You can't right. keep things private. You can't anything. And then all of a sudden they're like, thanks, but no thanks. And you know, that's, that's, that's like a rude awakening. Now I will say, I mean, a lot of people know I'm not a Tamara fan. I mean, she was horrible to yeah. us <laughs> and she did some horrible things. And I do believe that the show is going to, you're going to feel a difference in the show because I know from personal experience and from many others that have filmed with her that are current housewives that still say this, mm -hmm. that they really felt um, very that they could never be themselves because they were so afraid of Tamara and what she would do and how Ooh. they would uh, how she so would she was like the Stassi. <laughs> I don't know because see I don't watch your show enough to know is that how Stassi is on I your mean, show? I mean it seems like mo I feel like Ariana and I are the only two people who have ever kind of really stood up to her. Yeah, everyone just kind of like bows down. Same with yeah. Lisa. It's like up until this last season. Yeah, and yeah. like now she's not on the show anymore. But right. there are those certain people where no one really ever stand up to them right. but I don't know maybe Vicky and Tamara were getting too expensive <laughs> like, well that's true too I true. mean yeah I mean definitely the South and I even said that to him I was like gosh you know when you start seeing all the you know the veteran cast members on there you go gosh that's a lot of salaries to cover yeah. at this point so it would be um, different if they were pulling numbers Right. Well, I mean, and that's the truth. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they look at what your Q rating is and they see how the audience is responding to you. And last year you saw all over the Internet just saying people were sick of their shenanigans and they mm -hmm. were sick of the Trace Amigos. Unintended, by the way. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they were just sick of the, um, you know, the fakeness and the fact that she always, you know, it's like she was creating storylines that weren't even real. And I and I think the thing that's great about these rally shows is that there's a stage where the fans just start to go, okay, like we see through you, we see what's happening. And I think that's, um, I think that's what really happened for her. I think yeah. that the audience was just over it. Like they just saw her being, you know, for many, many years over and over and over again, like backstabbing and doing the same thing. And it was the same, what's it called? Song and pony dance. I always mess these things up. Oh, these up. are the best. When Gretchen comes up I with always mess up. a metaphor I always mess that up never actually metaphors. works. It's dog and pony show. I, dog and pony show. Thank you. But, or the same song up. and dance. That yeah. Works yeah. Too. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. I got one right. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> but so with that said, so how do you, being that you know that the show kind of shows just this most salacious part of your life. I mean, there's 
always stuff about you in the press that's like, Sheena and, you know, she's boy crazy. She's with her new boyfriend. She's with this. She's with that. How do you dig deep and how do you know who you truly are and stand true in that and not allow what's put out in the press to really affect you and your psyche? I have a good group of people completely unrelated to the show Mm -hmm. who are more in my immediate close friend group. Like Tom and Ariana are two of my best friends. Brittany, Kristen, I'm super close with. James. But I'm not close with everyone on the cast. Like the people I hang out with the most are my friends on the West Side. Like now I have a boyfriend. I'm down in San Diego a lot. I have a whole friend group down in San Diego. So I think just kind of separating myself from it as much as I can and just keeping positive people around me and reminding myself that I'm not just what people are saying in the press. That definitely helps. And I'm super close with my family. Yeah. Yeah. We love your mom. Yeah. She's the best. And then your sister. I mean, we've met your sister. I know. I wanted my mom to be here today, but my sister's moving to London. What? Why? She's going out there with her boss um, to... She's uh, working for Erica Costell. She's her creative director, personal oh, that's assistant. Right. I remember you telling yeah, us that. Yeah, so Erica's out there for um, like a bunch of modeling and all these jobs and YouTube and whatnot. So they're going to be out there for a bit. Wow. wow. Yeah. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your new boyfriend. I'm kind of curious. Um, his name is Brock. Uh huh. He was born in New Zealand, raised in Australia. So Did you meet him in Australia? No. Oh, okay. No, flew all the way there. Didn't meet him. Yeah. Met him in San Diego. Oh, okay. So <laughs> with a random. name like Brock, he sounds like he's six three. <laughs> yeah, he's six foot. He's a rugby player. Um, yeah, but I met him about four months ago. Okay. We were both in San Diego at the same after party after a music festival. Just wanted to keep the party going. Yeah. Had some mutual friends. Ended up totally hitting it off that night. But neither of us, I think, were sober enough to ask for each other's numbers. And he's just not the type of guy who's going to ask for a girl's number. Uh-huh. But he is the type of guy to slide in the DMs the next day. Oh, <laughs> slide like that. Yeah. And I never check my DMs. I was just going to say, I do no. not check my DMs. Oh, it's my impossible, right? I can't believe right? you no. did this. So I was like, you got so lucky because the that night before we went to the after party, the club we were at posted like a really cute boomerang of me and my two girlfriends who don't have many followers, who see all of their messages. And my friend Brooke was like, oh, she's like, go check your uh, DM. She's like, there's a really cute video. You might want to repost it of us. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I go on my 99 plus request. Yes, yes. And right below that one, I see from his name on Instagram was at the time, Be the Lion. Yeah. And I was like. Be the then, lion. Yeah. He Rah. literally looks like a lion. He's hey, like. I'm going to go home later and be the lion. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone says he's like Aquaman and Thor had a baby. Like, Oh, that's right. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. He has longer yeah, hair. He's like, yeah, he's good looking. Yeah, he's yeah. very Jason Momoa. Could yes. Be Yes. So um, I see this DM and it was like part of it said like, nice meeting you last night. And I was like, oh, God, who did I meet last night? And then I opened it. And I was like, oh, the hot Australian guy. Yeah. And it wasn't just the nice meeting you. After that, he said, I would love to take you to a Rams game next time I'm up in L.A. Let me know if you're down. Oh, OK. And I was I like, like I'm a Chargers fan, but I like that you led with football, not just dinner or drinks. Yeah. So I was like, um, yeah, I was like, here's my number. I was like, I'm going back to the festival today. And he's like, oh, my God, me too. Which I found out just a couple weeks ago was a lie. He had no tickets, no intention of going back to the festival. Oh, that's lie. That's yeah. lie. I like it. And he's like, oh, I just have to pick up my wristbands for my friend in PB on the way. And I was like, actually, I have an extra one. If you want to come by the hotel, we can go together. 
And so we did. We ended up watching a couple hours of football together because the girls were taking forever with their euphoria jewels to like get ready. So, <laughs> so we just sat down and just like watched football, had a bite to eat, a couple drinks, went to the festival together. That night, I actually have our first kiss on video. Oh, you too? My friends were like, oh, you think you're so strong? They're like, yeah, try and do the dirty dancing move with Sheena. And he's like, I can do that. And so they're like, okay. So everyone has their cameras out. Okay, And it. so I run and he catches me. And that does also takes core strength, by the way. Like, that's <laughs> not just him. So he does the lift, spins me around. And when he pulled me down, he planted one on me. And I was just oh, that's like. that's so cute. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, then you found love. For two to three weeks, I tr for two weeks, I solidly tried to push him away. Yeah. I was just like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Like, never call me again. Lose my number, which I only like 2% met. And he knew right. that. So he kept coming back and kept coming back. So, but then, why did you do that? Because I just felt like no one has ever been this good to me or treated me this good without ulterior motives. Or, you know, you just want to get laid. Yeah. Like, I was just like, this is too good to be true. Literally, like, this is my dream man. If I put it on paper, like, he checks every box. And I was like, this isn't... So he wasn't like, trying to have sex with you those first three no, weeks? He wasn't? No, he drove What is up, wrong with him, Sheena? <laughs> right? So he drove up to LA like four or five days after I met him. We just did like lunch. We went and like played pool, had a couple drinks. And I was like still kind of talking to someone else at the time. And so I was like, okay, well, like this day has been fun, but like I have other plans tonight. And so then he went back down to San Diego and then we talked a bunch and um, I saw him, I think, one more time. And then we were going to a different festival two weeks later called Crossed mm -hmm. down in San Diego. I drove out there. We went to the festival, partied all night, so much fun. And then the next day, once we did, Had you know, have that. And? and? Yes. And I and was, was just it like, like... Jason Moya? Well, I'm... Okay, that I'm done. <laughs> Sign me up forever. Like, it oh, was just like... It. That's, that's it the tough so one. It was so good. Yeah, I, tough one. Wouldn't yeah. Like... And so then even for that next week, I was still like... Uh, I don't, and then wait a minute. I have a question. I have to yeah. stop you. What did you do the next day? Because my future wife <laughs> told me she had another date and she had to leave. <laughs> so, the morning after, uh -huh, by the way, uh -huh. the first time we were together, she uh -huh. goes, Oh, well, I have another date. I know how to play the cat no, mouse. I gotta, I gotta go. First time we, uh, when he drove up from LA, I had plans that night. So I was like, I can see you today, but like, I got plans with like my That's main squeeze That's what I'm talking about, tonight. girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You, but you, got you play this. hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, we were shooting our main titles for this season yeah. the following day. So we had the festival Sunday, Monday, we slept together. I'm in San Diego. And then Tuesday, I had a shoot. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't stay Monday night. I had like an 8 a.m. call time. But I got really sick after that festival. And I like, and then after like we have our amazing day together, I was like, oh my God, like I have to drive back to LA. Like this is going to suck. And yeah. he's like, I'm not ready to like say bye to you. And he's like, but it doesn't make sense for us both to drive up to LA. And he's like, I mean, I can just drive your car for you so you can just like rest and I'll just like figure out how to get home. And I was like, too good to be true. If you're being serious, it. the Amtrak does go to San Diego. Yes. So he drove my car up. Oh my god! Made gosh. me the dinner. Sex must have been really it good. Was so good. <laughs> Meaning for him to want to do this for you. Oh yeah. No, it was so good on both ends. I love it. Made me dinner. Just like whipped up this amazing pasta from scratch. Are you kidding? Made me this like honey lemon ginger tea that his mom made him when he was sick when he was a kid. Are you taking notes? And, and I was kidding. just like, Are you? So this sweet. is like seriously like this is too 
too good to be true. Yeah. And then that night, I mean, it was amazing. And then he took a 6 a.m. train back down to San Diego. Wow. I shot Vanderpump Rules the next day. And then he drove back the next day, went home. And then again the next day, three days in a row, he drove up to see me wow. just to make sure I was feeling okay. Yeah. And after that, I was like, okay, sign me up forever. He's a good dude. <laughs> So you you're talking about someone like him, right? And how wonderful and yeah. great he is. And then we have oh, the people that create. It. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I'm one of those people that I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out what the juice is here, uh -huh. right? So my question is, is I don't I don't really know much about this, but like I saw this whole post about this text message thing that's going back and forth. Yeah, and I I know this all too well because the show loves to only show a very small bit of something right. that's happening. Right? Mm -hmm. They will will take something and blow it into something so much bigger and always try to make you look bad and they don't tell the full story yeah and what what's so funny is there's always proof somewhere yeah of what the full story oh, i is. got the receipts especially when it came to max i have the receipts so <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about like what happened here because this is very interesting i feel like very juicy yeah so uh, what you saw on the show was um text like what they're doing this year instead of showing a screenshot they've showed screenshots but they're showing like little text pop up so there's yeah. even this like funny meme um, where it's like Max's face looking shook and it has like 15 text messages that I'm like <laughs> reading him all this stuff. I'm like, oh, remember when you said this to me and this and this and he's <laughs> right. just like, and so all the texts are popping up on the screen. Oh, I love this. But before that, when I texted him to try, I was going to stop by Tom Tom to talk to him, mm -hmm. and I found out he was on a boys' night, and so he texted me and asked if I wanted to stop by the boys' night. Okay, and I was like, yeah, sure. But when you're watching the show, you see me say, oh, are you at the Shelby? And it, a text pops up and says, "Why?" Oh, shady! I never got a text that said "Why." I got a text that said "Come." <gasps> So I posted my text. See, but you uh -oh. know what? Like legit though, you uh -oh. have to do this to, to, to like- I'm just like, he never said why. I could understand if he said why, and I said, because I want to talk to you. And that wasn't shown. So but I just, I'm like, am I missing right. the part where Are you said, in trouble now? Why? Yeah, did you get I mean, in trouble I, I with Bravo? I mean, I took down the post. Oh yeah, you probably got in trouble. She probably can't say it, but she probably got in trouble. We know this all too well. People <laughs> would always get in trouble because we always had receipts. That's yeah. the thing. So let me ask you something though. When they literally, where did they get the why part? Like they just make that up, like out of nowhere. They just make it up. I don't know. So they literally just screenshot something or make it look like you put why, or they or they find somewhere else in a text message where it might be a totally different question somewhere else. And Sheena's shaking her head like, I don't know. But I here's the know. truth. Here's the truth. <laughs> we can speak on it. Sheena probably can't because she's still employed by Bravo, but we can talk to this. And the fact of the matter is, is what they love to do is they love to manipulate the situation. So they will take a screenshot of a different text chain or a different text message that was going on and they will post just that and they're not telling the full story. They're not showing you what they're truly happened. They're creating story, Gretchen. They're creating story. And so the fact that you posted this and, you know, it's a bummer that you have to take it down because the truth is, is like, this is the truth. This is yeah. your real truth. This is the story. And the fact that this had to come down and now you're like, but wait a minute, this is the receipts. These are the truth. Yeah. And then what sucks is then people make it look like you're boy crazy. And yeah, I'm like, you I'm know, crazy. And just he's like, why do you want to know where I'm at? And yeah. then I'm like, I'm coming. And I yeah. just show up. And I was like, but that wasn't the case. He right. asked me if I wanted to come. And he said, yes, I'm here. And I said, on my way. And he said, see you soon. Like, 
Ugh. who knew I was showing up. Whether or not all of the guys knew I was showing up, that, right. okay, like maybe right. he didn't tell them. Like, right. Because when you see and seen, like he's just like, oh yeah, she's texting me, like whatever. Right. But then when I walk up, all the guys are like, why is Sheena here? I'm like, because he told me to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. because I have the receipt right here. Yeah. I've been telling me to come. Yeah. So again, stuff like this, like how do you deal with that when like all over the internet, it literally is like, you're boy crazy, you're crashing the boys night, you're such a stalker, you're cra-, you know what I mean? Like all the stuff yeah. that they come up with, how do you deal with that? I mean, I just remind myself that we are making a television show for entertainment. And yeah. if that's a more entertaining story to tell, you know what, this is what I signed up for. When it's just not true and it's not just something was left out, then I'm like, I am going to post my truth. Yeah. There have been two instances. I mean, there have been many, but two specifically this season so far where what Brett said right before you don't hear. And so you just see what I say to him and it just makes me look like I'm pining over this guy. Yeah. But I'm like, I did say that. I did flirt with him. Right. But like one part where I say like something about not drinking and my girlfriend Charlie goes, well, you're saving yourself for your eggs. And then Brett goes, he goes, literally, he goes, yeah, he goes, now all you need is some sperm. And I go, is that an offer? But you don't hear Brett say, now all you need is some sperm. You just hear Charlie go, you're saving yourself for your eggs. And I look at Brett and I go, is that an offer? Oh, dear. And I'm like, I did say that. Yeah. But because he said something before that prompted it. Like, I said to him, I was like, "I'm, I'm divorced. Like, not a big deal. Doesn't define me. Because I was telling him about my engagement party in the garden and how Jack's punched Tom and all of this. And he looked at me like engagement party. I was like, yeah, I'm divorced. Like not a big deal. doesn't define me. Right. But instead it's like, you just, you only see parts of it. And so it's yeah. frustrating, but it's like, it made people laugh. It makes me look boy crazy. So I'm just like, you know what? So you just this is my it. job. I'm here to entertain. And if I'm the punching bag and the butt of the joke, then so be it. That's my role. Good for you. I don't, I know. I always struggled with that. I really she struggled. Did. I mean, and in defense of the network, like you said, you are making a show for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Truly what they want is that conflict to happen at a reunion show or happened in a, in a way that they can take advantage of it versus you actually giving it to social. Yeah. Because as a network, it's like, well, why are you giving story away to the general public when we want to make this part of what's right. happening within mm-hmm. the show itself? Yeah. And I and think that's, that's the challenging part because it affects our real lives, right? When that stuff mm-hmm. goes out there. And it's very challenging to say, well, look, it's hard to put my real life on hold just because you want content for your production and why I want to support the network and I want to be part of this. Yeah. You know, it's still going to affect you, you, you know, everything you have to go through. So it's it's hard. Yeah. It's yeah really, and I mean, really and I just want to say, like, I do, I love my job yeah. and Bravo and Evolution and I'm so thankful for all the opportunities it's brought me. Yeah. But I'm just like, but why can't you just show the whole story sometimes? Right. It's just, it is frustrating. Because right. I'm like, you see Stassi at like her book signing and her fans are there. And then she's on tour and she's doing all of these things and wrote her book and all mm-hmm. this. And it's like, you get to see all of that in her yeah. life. I'm doing that stuff, uh-huh. but you don't see it. Kristen's doing that stuff, oh, wow. but you don't see it. You it's see that, Kristen and Carter and you see Sheena Boy Crazy and Sir. Isn't that interesting? Like, why <laughs> doesn't it make you question why? But doesn't it make you question, like, why does the network seem like they play favorites like that? Like, it seems like some people always get the good edit, even when they are, like, the the evil one or, you know, the one that's, like, stirring the pot all the time or the ones that are doing this. Like, I feel like, at least, like, with us, like, we always felt like Tamara got away with so much stuff. They reward bad behavior. They reward bad behavior. They literally do. I'm just like, I'm so good. I show up on time. I'm nice. I'm respectful. Yes. You're good to the crew. It doesn't make any sense that the fans never got to see me in Vegas. Right. Granted, that was in the off season. We weren't filming at the time. 
But we weren't filming at the time that Stassi was at the Grove doing her book signing either. Right. And so I'm like, That's it's frustrating. frustrating. And it's like, I can't even get in trouble for saying this because I'm literally talking about my life. Yeah. And my life is on the show. And you didn't see the biggest thing I've ever done in my career right. and in my life. You didn't even hear one sentence about it. Right. Like, I talked about that all summer two years yeah. ago. But you never heard it. You've never seen and my podcast. it should podcast. have been captured and recorded because I know for a fact that you had some very, very talented co-stars for one night. Yeah. <laughs> on, we can't on, watch on that show. Yeah. So she fun. didn't was, tell us that she was putting us up on stage. But no, see, we've been it. we've been on a Vegas stage at a hotel with Sheena. Yeah. That's, that's kind yeah. Of and you know what? Yeah. She was you were you were very good. Like Thank you, you really yeah, you were, were excellent. good. And it was really too bad that they couldn't show that. Well, yeah, and I mean the show started out as people working in the service industry trying to make it in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I've been an actress my entire life. I didn't just get sex tips because I was on Vanderpump Rules. I didn't get a call and them say, we want you to do this. Right. I did get that call, but they said, we want you to audition for this. Right. We think you could be great, but we're not just going to offer it to you and give you just this Just because job. you're on the show. Yeah. Exactly. So you actually work they for sent it. me three scenes. Yeah. I put them on tape. I practiced them. I coached with them. I put them on tape. They said they were literally laughing out loud from my audition tape. And in a they good offered way. me the job. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yes. Let's just clarify. No, in a good way. And, and I think you look amazing as a shy librarian. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I, I went through all the right channels. I yeah. did an audition. I booked it. The producers watched it. And then I did all of this. And I'm like, you could have seen all of that. Yeah. Like, you could have seen my audition tape. Like, I felt like that just would have been so interesting. But obviously, I'm I'm not. No, but you know what? It is, what's interesting, it, is, it is too bad about that. Because it, I, I think what's, personally for me, I think what's interesting is that when you start to peel back all those layers and start to yeah. recognize that there is so much more to you. And yeah, maybe there is some side of you that might be a little boy crazy or whatever, meaning it's okay that they show that, but show the other side too. Well, and also in that conversation with Max, that weekend I came back from Vegas and I was saying, I was talking to this DJ guy in Vegas and whatnot. And then I was talking to a Chippendale and then my magic mic hit me up. And I was like, <laughs> Max has got a point. <laughs> right? He's got a point. Right? And I texted him and I was like, look, I was like, when I get back, I would really love to sit down and talk to you. And also in that conversation, I was like, you know, you weren't wrong to say it, but because yeah. you and I used to date, it hurt coming from you. Yeah. But like, you're not wrong. Right. I just like was That's getting great. very offended, but I'm like... I mean, no girl wants to be called crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I And I think you even hear me say, like, I like attention from guys. Yeah. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. And, but... I, I did have like an epiphany that weekend and I was like, you know, but see, that's not great. wrong. That's great that you actually could step back, take yeah. a look and, and have, it. yeah, and have some, Let's you know, self-reflection about yourself and say, you know what, maybe the way that I'm coming across might be like this and I don't want to be perceived this yeah. way. So that's what the show does make you do sometimes. The show makes you be a lot more self-reflective on things that right. maybe, you know, you and your mind don't think that comes across that way, but sometimes the way that other people are perceiving it comes yeah. across. And way. I'm like, I mean, I definitely, I'm a flirt. Like, right. I'm you are just boy popular. You know, and that's the thing. I'm like, but I'm like, should I? I need to maybe check if the trademark's available. Like, um, capitalize on this boy crazy thing. Start selling some merch. That's actually <laughs> not a bad idea. You know, to take those things that are negative and turn yeah, it into something positive. Because it's like, right? I mean, a lot of girls are a little boy crazy. Yeah. And you know, I just I, I saw it as crazy. such a negative, and now I'm like, I think too because I am in probably the only healthy relationship I've ever been in. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was ever really truly in love until this because I've never felt the way I feel now. And it's the same with him. And we're both, we're both divorced. Mm -hmm. And there's just been 
so many things in the last four months that I'm like, oh, wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. So tell me what you would think that those points would be. What would be those main points for you that you've realized or recognized? And here's why she's asking you that question, Uh because we've been in that position. Yeah. So we both had significant others that we thought, this is it. They they should be my ever after. And then you realize that they're just not capable truly of being the person that you want them to be. And I feel like that when Gretchen and I, you know, uh, found each other, I went, holy crap. Like there's a whole level of relationship, love, respect that I didn't even know existed until we started dating. Like what advice would you give to people that are looking for what you have right now? So um, I think I just want to add this just because it's like after like we slept together and it was amazing. Uh But when I flew out to Australia to see him and he picked me up at the airport, Mm -hmm. literally picked me up, spun me around and kissed me. It was a moment out of a movie that I was like, we were both like, we're screwed. That's <laughs> <laughs> impossible. But we were like, it was so mutual. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never had that. But the best thing is be with someone who doesn't make you feel insecure. Yeah. Because I was always such a jealous person. And it's still something I am. I It's just, it's not... And not against, like, girls. Like, I can be, like, envious towards, like, you know, Stassi's career or whatever. But you know what? She's out there making it happen. Right. I just need to go out there and make it happen. And I've been very lazy and focused on boys the last couple years and not my career. I can admit that now because now it's very apparent. (laughs) But... But Brock never makes me feel insecure. And if I'm jealous over something, like, he'll look at me and be like, are, are you kidding? Right. Like, really? Like, right. no. And that's just the best thing because with Rob, I felt very insecure. Adam and I, he could never even fully commit to me. So I was insecure all of the time. Right. And Shay was doing shady shit behind my back for the second half of our relationship. Right. So I've never been with someone who just makes me feel confident and secure that like, I don't need to worry. And like, how does he do that? He, I mean, he does check in a lot because he knows okay. I need that constant validation. But and, that's good that he recognizes what you need. Exactly. And he's meeting those needs for you. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he just is literally like my number one fan. Yeah. Like th- there's something new that I'm working on and you guys will be some of the first people to know when I launch it. Yay. But we, he literally last week took me to Staples. We went and got all these like arts and crafts and a huge drawing board. He clears my coffee table, puts it down. He's like, okay. Here's this, and now we're gonna like, and just made a whole graph of like, just like my Here's demographic and like yeah. a whole thing for me for this new venture that we're doing together. And I'm like, I've never had someone believe in me the way that he does. So and he's just, showing up for you. Yeah. He's, he's actually helping you grow as a human and yeah. he cares about the things that are important to mm-hmm. you. And he's showing, not just telling you, because there's a big difference between someone yes. telling you, I love you, I want the best for you, and actually doing it. Right. And actually showing actions behind what they're yeah. claiming or saying mm-hmm. to you, which is great. I mean, that's such a such an important point to make is that when you're out soul searching for that special person in your life, like you need to think about the things that are really important important to you? What yeah. what are the levels that you have to hit? And Slade and I say all the time, for me, I needed some, to feel 100% fulfilled. I needed someone that could meet me emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. All of the levels in my life mm-hmm. needed to be fulfilled and needed to be, you know, where we were on the same page in order for me to feel like, okay, this is the right person. Right. You know, yeah. and those are the things that I think are important that we take a internal look at ourselves and we say, what are those true things? What are, what are those things that we need to have in our life? in order to feel secure and feel content yeah. and feel like we have this life partner. And there's a, there's a simple philosophy that we've embraced ever since we've been together. I believe you can be physical with anyone. The question becomes, what do you do with the other 23 hours of the day? <laughs> and if you can truly find yeah. that person that meets you on all of those levels, mm-hmm. 
then the physical aspect of the relationship is just icing on the cake. It's oh, not totally. what defines it. Yeah. And that's so important because a lot of people, I think, lead with the sexual aspect or the physical aspect without really considering all the other things. Right. Yeah. So thank and you. I also knew when we, sorry not to cut you off, no, no, but no. when we, um, I did go out to meet him in Australia, I met his family. He surprised me and took me to Bali. I did not know until we were on the airplane oh, wow. that I was going to Bali. He like tricked me so well. Wow. But those 10 days we spent 24 hours a day together. I've never done a vacation that long with even like my ex-husband or anyone. And it was like, we didn't even have one disagreement about anything. And I'm like, wow, we just did 10 days abroad without having a minute away from each other. Like we even got a couple's massage. Like we did not leave each other's side. And I was like, yeah, this signed me up That's the testament right there. (laughs) We're so excited for you yeah. and this new new stage of your life. Yes, and I love you. that you've been able to be self-reflective in some things. And I think that's great that you're able to admit things. I think that's really important for our listeners to understand out there is like, mm-hmm. it's okay to look back and say, you know what? I realized I was this person yeah. and I've grown and I want to be different and I'm excited about the next chapter of my life. So tell us what you have going on, where people can find you. So um, at Sheena, S-C-H-E-A-N-A on everything. I tend to Snapchat more in my life than I do Instagram story, um, but I I know Snapchat's like a dying technology, whatever. I'm still with it. Um, I am a dying technology, <laughs> Sheena. Snapchat is alive and well. Shenanigans is on Podcast yeah. One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Usually we release on Tuesdays. Uh, the last couple of weeks we've been releasing on Thursdays just because of guest scheduling and whatnot. I have um, a new music video oh, I'm going to release soon. Um, some new music I'm working on. Awesome. And then I do have a very fun new passion project that is going to be done over the spring and announced in the next um, month. So excited. That's yeah. awesome. So excited for you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks for being not too taboo, Sheena. Yeah. yeah. We love you and we wish you continued success. Love you too. And we will uh, see you soon. Yeah. In Palm Springs. <laughs> I told you Sheena had some juicy details. She, she always has juicy details and that's because of the way she lives her life. <laughs> you know what I like about uh, what's going on with her right now though? Uh, you like about the fact that she's been very, very self-reflective on how she's grown as an individual. Slade, why do you know me so well? It's almost like I live with you. <laughs> so no, weird. I really like it. Cause I feel like she's like evolved as a human. And I feel like she's just learning to, I love it when somebody can admit to their faults and then say, and I'm, I'm trying better. I love that. Cause she's matured. She's matured as a woman. I love it. Yeah. And see, I know you so well that the question of the day would be, Mm -hmm. if you were going to take the time to sit down and really think about the characteristics someone would look for in an actual soulmate, those things that would make them feel satisfied spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. what would those things be? Like if you had to sit down and really think about those characteristics, really do some self-reflection about yourself. Yeah. I mean, and it's not about like, you know, the physical aspect. Yeah, the physical aspect. Notice I mean, how I knew what you were going to say again? Yeah, you, well, you take the words right out of my mouth. Mm. But it's not about necessarily the physical aspects. We really want you guys to think this week about, you know, the things that really are super important, whether like when Sheena was mentioning about, you know, that he makes her feel really secure. It's like stuff like that. Like those are the core of what you want to get to. Like what really matters? Do you want to be in a relationship where you truly do feel secure, where you're never in a position where you feel, you know, uncomfortable with, you know, being out with the person and if he's going to go flirt with your friend or whatever, like all those little things that really mean something to you. We really want you guys to think about it because there's so many people out there that say, 
they struggle with relationships or they can't find the one, but I think it's because they don't really have that list of the things that are truly important to them. Well, what they're looking for in a partner and most people settle. Yeah. Most people don't take the time to actually think about those characteristics and how it would fit into their life. And then they settle. Right. They have one or two rather than the entire list. And they're like, well, maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll get better. Right. That's so true. But take some time. Be very self-reflective. Think about those things that you need at the core of an individual that would fit perfectly and seamlessly into your life so that no matter what you're doing, you're happy spending those extra 23 hours a day. What's the one hour for? You know what it's for, you sexy monkey. Sexy fun time? Yeah, baby. Woohoo! Thanks for listening in. You've been listening to Not Too Taboo, and we will talk at you next week. Bye, guys. Remember to click that subscribe button, download these episodes, and be sure to tune in next week as we have some incredible guests coming in. And thanks again for joining us on Not Not Too Taboo. Taboo.